Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Corey Ziegler, CIO at Fort Drum Regional Health Planning Organization. In this segment, Ziegler discusses the unique structure of the organization, which acts more as an operator than an owner of hospitals, how they're leveraging the HIE to pull together data from multiple EHRs, and the role technology can play in reducing the silos that exist between specialties. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. Hi, Corey. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with HealthSystemCIO.com. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So to get things started, can you talk um, a little bit about the, the organization, Fort Drum Regional Health Planning Organization? Yeah, we, uh, I guess being affiliated with the military, you almost have to have a, a good acronym list to <laughs> compete with theirs. We're a health planning organization um, that was put in place specifically when Fort Drum went from what was a National Guard and Reserve training base to a full active duty, meaning that they had soldiers there year-round. Um, so they went from a couple hundred folks there full-time to uh, now we got 40,000 uh, folks there, uh, soldiers and family members. And, and generally speaking, they would build a hospital there, but there was a conscious decision to uh, leverage the health system in and around Fort Drum to take care of the soldiers and family members. And so our, uh, that's what our organization does is, is kind of uh, make that into a health system for both the betterment of the community at large and, um, of course, the soldiers and family members that are stationed here. Okay. As far as uh, what, what's included in that, um, it's a collaborative of some of the hospitals? Yeah, we have, uh, depending on the initiatives that we're undertaking, we go anywhere from seven uh, down to four hospitals uh, because we've got multiple kind of programs that overlay each other. So we've got um, an ACO that's uh, right here in the area, and that includes uh, six of our hospitals. We have a uh, more or less like a Medicaid uh, ACO is how I describe it to folks, the uh, DISRUP, which is a delivery system reform incentive payment program, which is part of the Medicaid waiver that's here in New York, is overlaid on top of it, and that has six hospitals. And then uh, our planning organization region here uh, includes an additional hospital that's to the south of us um, that we uh, that we oversee in, in, uh, in some other projects and grants. In addition to that, we have um, about 150 practices uh, and community-based organizations that, again, participate in a, in a varied uh, initiatives. Uh, primarily, the biggest one right now, is, as I mentioned, is that, is that Medicaid redesign or DISRUP. The planning organization just brings all those folks together. We're a, a centralized, trusted partner. Um, we have no um, agenda or affiliation with any of the organizations, so um, we're able to kind of operate in a unique position um, to bring folks to the table. And we've been doing so since um, we were formed in, in 2005. Um, and our committee structures are specifically built around the community needs. So we have you know, behavioral health, uh, EMS, or emergency uh, medical services, the uh, quality committee, the technology, which is primarily the area that I serve under, population health management uh, or uh, population health improvement program, 
And so all those committees are, and they do change sometimes, but they're set up around uh, the needs of the community um, that we go through a, a strategic planning cycle every year. Okay. And how, how is that, like, the governance set up then as far as, um, like, do those committees then report to, uh, report up, or how does that work? So we have uh, actually uh, three boards right now because we have the, the ACO and the district are mirror boards, so they're the same folks, and they're made up of the participants of those two initiatives. And then we have the FDR-HPO board, which has many of the same members, but it's a little bit different, uh, including um, an ex officio member of the military. We have the, the MEDAC or the Medical Activity Commander is an ex officio on the uh, FDR-HPO board. So between those three boards, then those the subcommittees r report up to those boards. Okay. So when when you have uh, different health IT initiatives, is this done through grants or is there a budget for it? We primarily operate through grants. We do have some reserves that we're able to kind of hold hold over, uh, but we do very much work through either grants or um, incentive programs. So as we, like most of the country, move to more of a value-based uh, system, um, a lot of the incentives that um, that reinvest back into the system uh, also fund part of our operations here. All right. So the hospitals aren't necessarily uh, members, but it's more that uh, the technology committee just uh, kind of would make some of the, uh, the, the decisions for the hospitals based on their IT systems? Yeah, they, so the... The hospitals, like, uh, for instance, the, uh, the HIT Governance Committee um, serves um, all three boards. So the members of the boards uh, have all seven CIOs on them, on, at least on the FDRHPO board, and then six of the seven on both the ACO and, and uh, Clinically Integrated Network board. The Governance Committee has the CIOs of the hospitals on it, uh, as well as uh, some of the key IT leaders and physicians. We actually have physicians on our committee. Um, and yes, they control the budget for the initiatives and the grants that have an HIT component to them. And they work in conjunction with the med management group, which is all physicians. And the way we kind of look at it is the med management group is the what, so they kind of are determining the, the focus areas and what we need to do. And then the HIT governance group is the how. You know, how are we going to implement this? How are we going to support it? Right. Um, and then that goes back to the individual organizations that, uh, that do the, you know, the individual work or, or participate in work groups. Okay. Are you in contact pretty often with the, the CIOs of those hospitals? Yeah, almost daily. Yeah. <laughs> And are the, are the hospitals on uh, different EHR systems? Yeah, we have uh, all three flavors of Meditech. We have uh, Meditech Magic, um, Meditech Client Server, and Meditech 6.x. Um, we have CPSI. Uh, so those four HIS systems in the hospitals. And then in the ambulatory side, um, we have uh, eClinical Works, uh, Greenway Energy, uh, Greenway Prime Suite, uh, MedEnt, uh, amazing charts, practice fusion, and then in the behavioral health world we have NetSmart, Acumatic, and 1011. So we've got quite a heterogeneous environment that we leverage the HIE for point of care, interoperability, and then we're in the process right now of 
implementing our second uh, PHM, Population Health Management Platform, to do interoperability around analytics and, uh, and population health management. Okay. So now the HIE, can you talk a little bit about that and how, um, how that works to uh, make all this information kind of flow? Yeah, our uh, HIE is uh, Healthy Connections, and they're based out of Syracuse. Uh, they run on the MIRTH platform and receive state funding, um, so there's no cost to the individual providers to participate. They have your traditional, you know, I'll call it HL7 2.x or ADT uh, interfaces, and they also support the CCD and CCDA uh, interfaces, and they have a, a direct service as part of, the, you know, they operate a, a HISP or secure messaging between the EHRs. Uh, they do results delivery uh, directly to the EHRs, uh, consuming that data from the uh, hospitals and diagnostic centers, um, and they also do uh, some uh, EHR to EHR uh, referral management, and then we're working through the process right now of delivering uh, alerts to, like, care managers and primary care physicians that their patients had a a visit to the ED or an admission or discharge into the hospital. You know, I always use the analogy, you know, we, back in the day, we had the, uh, you know, the generalist, the uh, country doc that knew everything about you. I mean, you didn't have anything clinically that went on with you that that person didn't know. And through technology, we've kind of divided into specialties, subspecialties, and even niche specialties and created all these silos. And, And hopefully... We're coming. We're turning the corner with technology, where we're using it to bring it back to a system that can be more patient-centric again, and and have those providers know everything they need to know to take better care of you and and reduce some of those silos. Right. Yeah, there definitely are silos. And now this HIE has this this particular HIE has been in place for a while. Yeah, it was. Um, so the New York had uh, a few grants as they stood up the, their technology strategy. Um, they called them the Health Efficiency and Affordability Law for New Yorkers, or HEAL, uh, and then they have different phases. And the HIEs for primarily were stood up under HEAL Phase 5, and that was back in 2006, I believe, that, that really that got going. Um, so the, the Healthy Connections, I, I believe, was in place in 2008, um, they got stood up in that program. Um, so they've been around for quite a bit. Um, they, New York had 13 HIEs at one point, and I believe that now they're down to either seven or eight, but they've collapsed quite a few of them. And there's also above the HIEs, there's the SHINee, which is the State Health Information Network for New Yorkers, um, which does the Rio to Rio connectivity. So we can do patient queries from other Rios. Uh, it doesn't support direct workflow, meaning that if you have a lab and a hospital that's not in your Rio, that won't find its way back to the provider. But a provider can go in and, and do a query on you by um, your name, date of birth, and a couple other demographics, and then they will find you uh, in any cares you've received in any of the other Rios and bring it back to you. So it's not a push, but it's rather a pull. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.